0: Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here as always with Daniel.
1: Hello, Jill.
0: (laughs) Hello, Daniel. (laughs) Uh, And today we are talking about Well something that we always kind of talk about we've never really done an in-depth podcast on it before but we're going to dive deep into it today about natural products and skin something that's quite close to my heart because I've had a lifetime of skin problems and I've kind of corrected it it's always going to be there but it's something that I've managed to over the last few years control much more but I remember being took around hospitals and all over the place for doctors to look at my skin and it's continued throughout my life really and It's only in the last few years, like I said, that I've managed to control it all. So we're going to go over some of that kind of stuff as well. Stay out with me,
1: Dan. Yeah, so learning some of these things through the Czech Institute was the first time I'd ever even considered natural skin products or the harmful effects of commercial skin products. Because you grew up in a kind of commercial world and you see adverts on telly and it's just the norm for people to use regular commercial skin products, I didn't even consider the damage. And then when you learn about it a little bit, And then you find out how many alternatives there are. It's quite easy to to make the change to use natural stuff and it's going to be a lot better for you. But we're also going to talk about maybe the reasons why your skin isn't very healthy. Things like dehydration and stress. Mm. So if you can get to the root cause, you might not need to have such a kind of a rigorous skin routine. If you can cut off at the root cause, then a lot of the problems can be eliminated pretty quickly, can't they?
0: Yes. And like from my perspective, having had skin issues all my life, the more that I strip stuff back, the better that it gets. And the more that you look after, you know, we talk a lot about what you put in your body, but we don't really talk about what you put on your body and that can have as big an impact and can be absorbed. We've got to remember the skin is your largest organ. So if you're putting stuff on your skin, then it's going to get absorbed through your skin into your body and then have to be processed by your liver. So your skin and your liver are really, really closely connected. So the more that you can look after your liver the better that you, your skin will be and that was only something i've recently learned and coped with
1: <laughs> yeah it's very closely connected the skin's very closely connected to the gut microbiome as well mm. and there's more and more research getting done with the microbiome like how it's so vital to your health your mental health as well yeah so if you're having skin issues it's probably going to be something digestive related So if you can try and correct your diet, then your skin's going to clear up. I mean, it's very obvious when people have intolerances or reactions, you eat something and then you get a rash on the skin. It's a visual representation of your gut microbiome being affected, but there's other kind of less harsh reactions where you might just have dry skin or you might just have itchy skin, but it's still a symptom that something's going on. So maybe if you can correct your diet, that could be a good place to start instead of running getting passed from at to post by doctors trying to give you this this skin cream or that skin cream try and look at the, the underlying factors and that's probably a better way to, to do
0: it yeah i have got a visual representation today because i've got a big blotch on my head because i had red wine last night so as soon as i step off the path i have a big boot that hits me <laughs>
1: Every time.
0: (laughs) Straight in the head. Yeah, it looks like I've been kicked. So yeah, I get that all the time. And also there's um new research to show that not only is the microbiome in your in your gut, there is also microbiome that lives on your skin. And people with skin disorders can have an adjustment in that microbiome. And I've seen that recently with all this hand sanitizing stuff that we've had to do. My hands have always had eczema on them and I've managed to control it now for like about the past. Five years, I've had my hands under control, and putting all the um, hand sanitizer and stuff on has really set them off again. And it's like it's just because it's it's killing all the good bacteria as well.
1: So you need contact with other humans, other skin, and you just your hands, particularly your hands. But your skin needs to be in contact with the outside world to build up an immunity to all this bad bacteria. Mm. If you just carpet bomb your whole skin and just kill everything like you say it kills all the good stuff but it stops the ability from the body to build up an immunity to the bad stuff as well because you've got an external factor which is killing a fire with this hand sanitizer mm. so you, you're breaking down your defenses and like you say, it's showing up people the amount of people who are saying they've got dry itchy skin on their hands now well no wonder it's because you, people are sanitizing 50 times a day
0: Ah, uh, know it's crazy isn't it so we've got some interesting facts about the skin shall we go through them
1: yeah that's a good start I think
0: before we start so I've got one two meters squared that's the average amount of skin that is on your body
1: well, we've already said it's the largest organ as well, haven't we? You don't think yeah. of it as an organ though, do you? I know it's quite a common fact, that one, but it's a kind of living, breathing, changing thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, and I was interested once I went to a doctor, like I've been to the doctor, about. that's the only thing I ever got the doctors about my skin. And um, I had this theory. <laughs> uh, if I touch something with my hands, my skin would flare up in another part of my body. And I was like, I swear it's something to do with, like, my hands were bad at the time. There was like i don't know i can't remember which part of my body was bad but um and the doctor said no no that can't be because he was thinking about it was like contact dermatitis that i had at the time yeah. i was when i was watching this program they did that um diagnosis of detectives the guy who had really bad eczema the doctor on there the consultant said no if you think of it as wildfires on your skin because it's all one organ if there's an area of your skin that's going flaring up It'll start if you don't control that area, it'll start wildfires will start increasing all over the skin. And I thought, yeah, that is exactly what it's like. It's not that I put my hands into something and then that's the bits that I touch flare up. It's like I can just seem to be exposed to something in the air. I don't know what it is. And then something else flies up some like on my foot or something. You know, it's really weird how it is. But she explained it really well that like it's all one organ. So if you think about it, it's going to happen, isn't it? So
1: yeah, it's like where does your skin start and where does it end? Yeah. There is no start end point. It is one big organ, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So it's that cumulative thing of all of the chemicals that you put on the skin, the stuff that you eat, the water you're drinking. It can affect it anywhere, really.
1: If you're unfortunate enough to have like a skin condition, it can have a big effect on your confidence as well. Oh, I mean, totally. It can be like life changing. So the more, hopefully, we can give some tips to help because it mustn't mm. be nice.
0: I've had it before where like, my, you couldn't see my eyes. Like, they were just swollen. It looked like I'd been punched in the face. Luckily, thank goodness, touch wood, I haven't had that for a lot of years, but that's pretty hideous when that happens. It, it, does, it makes you feel quite um, like depressed in a way, I think.
1: Like, oh, just because you, know, just... you can't
0: go out, any, you go out anywhere. You don't want to go out anywhere. You don't want to do anything. you do not know sure what's it's painful for a start. It's itchy. It's, and then people go, stop scratching, but you can't stop scratching because it's like if you have an intense itch, you scratch it don't you and it's that kind yeah. of and you know you should not be scratching it and then you can't help it it's like oh it's a it's kind of a cyclical thing because you can't stop scratching but you know that the scratching's like riving your skin off I've, when I was little I used to rive it across carpets the sides of you know desks and stuff like it's just any hard surface you'd be like trying to get your hands or your itchy (laughs) bit
1: would you put your back up against a tree like a grizzly bear yes oh god that
0: was uh, the best present someone ever bought me was a back scratcher (laughs) the kids snapped it i was devastated
1: well like speaking of like scratching your skin and getting dead skin off so that top layer of skin where you can kind of scratch that bit off that's called the epidermis Mm. and it's on average between 28 and 30 days your body has a natural exfoliation and you'll have a whole new layer epidermis within a month essentially so the yeah. skin you can see in the, so the top layer of skin you can see will be gone in 30 days
0: that's how you can fix your skin because it's regenerating itself all the time so you can fix it within 30 days definitely exfoliation i never exfoliate my skin now because it's a natural process anyway so all those like you think you're taking off the dead skin and it's looking all shiny it's not it's stopping it's kind of speeding up a natural process and it could cause irritation as well.
1: And we've mentioned this in a previous podcast as well, that most of that epidermis, that layer of dead skin on top, ends up as dust, mainly in your house. Oh. And didn't you have a, have you got a, a fact there about how much?
0: I've got an interesting fact. Um, dead skin comprises about a billion tonnes of dust on the Earth's atmosphere. Ooh, just no, think no, of that. That's a lot of dust, yeah. That's what <laughs> astronauts have to fly through. <laughs> the dead layer of <laughs> human skin. <laughs>
1: It's like a giant crust. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, so it, on our body we have um three hundred million skin cells as well.
1: How many is it something like five thousand die every second or minute? I can't remember the fact, yeah. but it's just that constant regeneration. The body constantly regenerates itself all the time, doesn't
0: it? Yeah. So skin is one of the best the most regenerative Organs in your body, if you think about it, like scar tissue and stuff. Scar tissue is quite interesting. It can adhere to muscles and the underlying fascia. So, if you have any scars, make sure you're constantly moving them around to release that because it can cause blockages of energy as well across the body. Scars don't have any hair follicles, so kind of different to normal skin because it's just like a repair structure that crosses over so just you've just got to keep keep um, massaging it get your thumb in lee actually showed us a good one with a paper clip get a little paper clip and massage it across your scar and it kind of starts to release some of the energy off it creates that flow back through the body
1: get the nerves the nerve endings going again as well
0: we're all about flow
1: it must feel great to have see if you do have a uh, maybe a large scar somewhere and then you get the feeling back in there yeah probably forget that you don't have that feeling anymore
0: yeah one of the guys he, on our course had a big scar across his shoulder across his pec pectoral and he couldn't feel anything there and then when lee did the the scar thing on him he started to feel it like tingling and like pins and needles and said so that's the first time i've ever felt any any movement in there
1: Well do you know when you say your your leg or your arm goes to sleep you may, mm. might lie on your arm and you're when you're in bed and you wake up and it's totally dead and just feels heavy and yeah. then when you move it again it, you get that pins and needles feeling but it's almost painful so what it is is it's the blood rushing over the nerve endings again and like tapping all the nerve endings that's what that's what the pins and needle feeling is
0: Mm. so you can absorb lots of things through the skin as well that's what we need to remember it's not just about what we're eating but a lot of the chemicals that you put onto your skin go straight into your bloodstream and can then they end up in your liver so that's about decreasing everything the loading on your liver will improve your skin
1: yeah if it's on your skin you're drinking it aren't you that's the way i like to think that which yeah. leads just to a good point which is you think about when you get water into your system it's just when you drink or when you eat but when you have a shower or a bath or anything you put in your skin it's going into your body mm-hmm. so a good little tip is to get a filter for your shower head to try and get some of the harsh chemicals out because if you think you shower at least once a day over a year over your lifetime it's like thousands of gallons of water going onto your skin and some of that is getting absorbed so Mm -hmm. it might seem inconsequential but i need to get one actually but they're relatively cheap 20 30 pounds and you can get a good shower head fill there and even something like that could really clear your skin up you might have Mm -hmm. your skin might be irritated it could just be all the chemicals in the in the water Mm -hmm. so something as simple as that you can say you can go to all these doctors and you can get steroid creams and things like that but if you're just bombarding your skin with chemicals every day, and you haven't identified that as the problem it's not going to go away so maybe start there
0: yeah i know that if i go away somewhere i think you get used to your own water as well so i'm probably used to northumbrian water here then and then if i go somewhere else and have showers or something like it's immediate like my skin just scores and then chlorine and swimming pools is just hideous I can't go to swimming pools very often.
1: Yeah, it's well, just... even the smell when, you, when you're walking to a swimming pool. Oh, you associate God. that smell with swimming, but that, that can of be good for you, <laughs> can it?
0: No, doesn't, it just... Doesn't it
1: kill like 99.9% <laughs> of all life as well? Yeah,
0: it's not pleasant. So I know, like, yeah, like you said even the smell makes me start to feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm on holiday, I always try and go in the sea.
1: And while we mention water, we might as well say that, Out of all the tips we're going to give today about natural skincare products and reducing stress and all these other things, just being hydrated is the best thing for your skin by a million miles. So just make sure you're getting enough clean water. Your skin's going to get back to that youthful stage. It's not going to be as dry. It's going to have that elasticity. You can tell when someone has nice skin and they're hydrated. And on the other side, you can tell when someone is really dehydrated. You can almost tell when people, who, when they smoke and have lots of coffee and things like that, mm. skin gets that kind of dry, dark, aged look and just rehydrate yourself and just bring everything back to life. That, that would be the number one tip out of all the skincare products in the world, just being hydrated is the best by a mile.
0: Yeah, I was laughing. When people said to me, Oh, you've got lovely skin. Thank <laughs> think well, you haven't got a bloody clue <laughs> <laughs> the amount of trauma that my skin's put me through. But I can say that hydration is like one of the number one things. Like, if I don't get enough water, I know instantly, like, you can see it. It's just, yeah. And like you say, people who smoke, smoking is one of the biggest dehydrators of your body. Not eating correctly, getting too much sun, that's another thing that's dehydrates your skin as well so yeah get your water down at least two liters a day i always say
1: yeah it's a good place to start isn't it yeah and we might as well move on to seems like you mentioned the sun Mm -hmm. so we all know that it looks nice when you have a suntan. that's just the right amount of sun so you've you've gotten all the benefits from it but when you get sunburn Mm -hmm. obviously you've gone out too long but people get fearful of getting sunburned They want to enjoy the sun especially obviously in the uk we don't get that much so when it does come out everyone runs out there and tries to get a tan but we cover ourselves in commercial sun cream
0: oh i hate sun creams
1: it's a funny one because you're associated with kind of being on holiday and they often smell nice Mm. but they're actually really damaging you wouldn't believe this if you watch all the adverts and things and they scare you into going out in the sun well if the sun was that bad for you then humans wouldn't exist you know i mean (laughs) they would have died out a long time ago if the sun was going to kill you i'm not saying that you can't that the sun can't damage you Obviously, Mm. if you go out in midday at the hottest time of the day and you're you're just going to burn your skin. Well, yeah, well, the correct thing is to not cover yourself in Factor 50. It's to get in the shade when the sun is that hot.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, so don't just believe what all the adverts and all the commercial people want you to say. Mm. They want you to buy the Factor 50, and it's so expensive, sun cream as well. The best thing to do is don't go out at the hottest time of the day and just have short spells in the sun.
0: Mm cover yourself up put a hat on yeah t-shirt on and then go and sit indoors yeah I, i'm always in the shade i rarely put sun cream on it makes me goes mad because it's just we're just indoctrinated to put it on but obviously yeah. i'll wear it if i have to, if we're going for a day out in the sun or something like that but oh, God, i got hit and i spent an absolute fortune on organic <laughs> natural sun cream that hasn't got all those hideous things in them it cost me a fortune for for it but at least i know that and the thing is like everyone slathers themselves in this sun cream, then go swimming in the sea and it's like it's really bad for all this the sea corals and stuff like that it's been proven hasn't it that i think in the mexico where there's lots of holiday makers and swimmers that killed all the coral in the in the bay where they were swimming because all these chemicals were just going straight into the sea and it's really really That's not good shuffle, for you or good for the environment even though that all these adverts will tell you that you need to to do it. Obviously I'm not going to go sit out in the sun in 30 degree heat, but be careful, be aware of it. I rarely get sunburn, but I always have get tanned, but I just sit in the shade and go in, like you say, go in in the hot times and I tend to go out early and then go in all the afternoon and then come out again at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like we saying, there are some, some harmful effects if you get too much direct sunlight, like that's mm. obvious. But if you can't avoid that, I don't know, for maybe work reasons or you want to enjoy your holiday and you're going to be out in the direct sunlight for a long time, try and switch to organic, natural sun lotions because the commercial ones, they're full of artificial colorings and fragrances because when it's a brand, like a big name brand, every batch has to be the same. It has to be the same Mm -hmm. smell. It has to be the same color. And the only way they can do that is by using artificial ingredients, but these aren't very good for you and i know you're going to mention some facts but they just say artificial fragrance but then the actual list of ingredients that goes into that they don't have to label on the bottle do they Mm, no the bottle would have to be five times as big to list all the different chemicals on there and do you really want to be putting them on your skin like we've already mentioned if it's on your skin it's going into your body like you wouldn't sit and eat all those chemicals if you put like a spoonful of each individual chemical I said go and have a taste of every one of them people wouldn't dare would they but then you cover your skin in it and it block your pores it stops detox it stops sweating which then it's gonna affect your your heat regulation so you kind of cool down as quick you kind of heat up as quick depending on the temperature you're just really bad for you but you wouldn't believe this if by watching the adverts it's the best thing ever invented
0: i know it's that what's that one hawaiian tropic or something i love the smell of it it reminds it's like coconutty Reminds me of being on holiday, but I would never touch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a nice smell, like you said, but I think it's the association with being on holiday and relaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally.
0: <sighs> There's over 3,000 chemicals that can be called, can be labeled as artificial fragrance. So they're not regulated by anybody, the F- FDAs at the federal, uh, the American one or European ones. They don't have to list them, like you say. So they, they could just put artificial fragrance on, but you don't know what's in that to create that. So anything with artificial fragrance is a big no on my list.
1: Isn't it? You mentioned the FDA. That's the American one. It's the Food and Drug Administration. Yeah. So have you ever thought, why do they have to have, why would they have food and drug in the same? I know. in the same title that's how bad food has become it's now like drugs like there's, drug. that, many, there's yeah. that many chemicals in it it's like drugs so the food and drug administration is part of the same organization they should have nothing to do with each other they should be in food <laughs> administration <laughs> drug <laughs> administration but because they're so similar these days with all the chemicals you just classify them as one that's crazy we'll just be it?
0: eating chemicals soon pretty much mm. Mm. so i've got a uh, next one is petroleum jelly which uh vaseline is part of that So basically petroleum jelly is what was found at the bottom, the sludge that was found at the bottom of oil rigs that they didn't know what to do with. So they decided that they'd market it as the latest skincare product. It's sometimes called mineral oil to make it sound a little bit more natural. Like you say, these natural things, it is a natural thing, but it's a pretty hideous thing. It forms a non-breathable layer over your skin, apparently, which helps to lock moisture in, but I was once told by a doctor to put loads of Vaseline on my skin and it did no good at all. It just made us itchy. <laughs> so, yeah, like,
1: like we said, we've mentioned this in the previous podcast as well. Just because it says natural doesn't mean it's good for you. Exactly. Cyanide and things like this, they naturally occur in products, but they're going to kill you. So, just because it says natural, read a little bit more into it. And a good rule of thumb is I think when you eat food as well, like especially if you kind of pronounce the ingredients, don't eat it it's probably the mm. same with skincare products if you can't really pronounce all these long chemicals on the bottle of shampoo or sun lotion then do you really want that on your skin if it exactly. wasn't around 10,000 years ago it was manufactured in a in a factory somewhere and all of a sudden it's gonna stop you from getting skin cancer now nah, i very much doubt it i believe it's probably going to cause more problems than it's going to prevent
0: yeah in 2009 a study found 287 chemicals in baby's cords so
1: God, oh, that's scary
0: that is scary and apparently if you avoid 80% of the main offenders like what we're talking about here like the petroleum the artificial fragrances that can reduce your exposure by 80% so just by cutting these few things out can actually reduce the whole load on your system by about 80% so these are the yeah. things I've cut out so and it's worked for me. So,
1: And we were talking b- before we came on air that this is, I'm not 100% sure on this, but it's kind of food for thought. Having lots of chemicals in your, in your body, environmental factors can lead to an increased obesity. And that could be down to when your body has chemicals in your body that it doesn't know what to do with, you absorb them through your skin or you have them through food, then you're really toxic. So what your body does is creates a fat cell or it stores the chemical in a fat cell or a toxin in, inside mm. the fat cell. So, the fat cell kind of protects it and doesn't allow it to cause any damage essentially. So, then the more chemicals in your body, the more fat cells are going to be created. So, you're going to then start creating body fat, which obviously is going to increase your weight. But then, if you go on like a crazy detox and you lose all that weight far too quickly, your body can then obviously start burning the fat cells. That's when you get those detox symptoms of like feeling like you've got the flu or the cold. Mm. So, just because you think it's not your food, you might have lots of chemicals on your body, but your body has to do something with them. Mm-hmm. Overburdening the system, you have to detox eventually. So you're either going to create fat cells or you're going to have the flu detox. But the best thing is to avoid that whole situation in the first place.
0: Yeah. It's like when people go on these crash diets and lose, like, I don't know, like a lot of weight quickly. It, it's that whole you know it's great that they're losing the weight but it's their whole toxic load that suddenly gets put onto their bodies that can create like you say like the flu-like symptoms their skin can go quite bad their bone density can drop and quite a lot of things can happen that they probably don't realize because it's internal and it's all yeah your body's not meant to be going up and down quite quickly is it it's because it needs to be we were talking about this the other day weren't we? because I was saying I never change weight <laughs> like yeah, this it's, is my it's way of,
1: yeah it's a sign of good <laughs> health
0: <laughs> like i can eat really healthy and maybe lose a few pounds but that's it or i can eat really badly and gain a few pounds but that's it as well it just i'm just there yeah
1: it's Really annoying well it's probably that you've got you've got a healthy metabolism as well though so it's it doesn't fluctuate massively yeah because it, it would be pretty stressful on your system if you were going to lose and gain weight a lot all the time it's a sign of good oh. health to be able to regulate good body weight but speaking of stress reduction, so a good point with regards to your skin is kind of that long-term, low-level stress, which we've spoken mm. about previously. So it's not that kind of fight or flight. It's being in that low-level stress every day, worrying about worrying about bills and family and you don't like your colleagues, this, that, and the other. Well, this low-level stress can cause the collagen in your skin to be broken down. Mm. And collagen is what gives your skin that elasticity and that youthful look and feeling so if you combine so if the collagen's getting broken down and you combine that with them being dehydrated well no wonder the skin issues can can be so common so try and like you say go to the root cause buying natural skincare products is good but that should be way down the line you should try and address the key issues first try and figure out where you're stressed where your diet's out of balance and rehydrate yourself and your skin issues might just clear up totally
0: yeah, I'm glad you brought that one up actually because stress is a huge influencer on skin health. And I know that from me as well. So one of the reasons is, of course, cortisol goes up, which is catabolic. So that's when your body starts to break itself down. So cortisol's in your system all the time. Again, the liver has to process the cortisol. So it's a greater load on the liver, that adrenal glands as well, constantly producing all of this. Uh, these stress hormones so yes reducing stress down is a massive thing to to improve your skin as well so hydration and stress reduction are two biggies i think for that as well
1: they're relatively cheap as well if you think about it if you want to go on price compared to some of these skincare products or a fortune <laughs> yeah you can drink some good quality water <laughs> and reduce your stress but like you said i'm fortunate enough to never i've never really had any major skin issues but I know some people who, who've suffered with psoriasis, mm. and when when they go through stressful times, even things like when I was at school and they would do exams and it's stressful, they would, the psoriasis would come up. Mm-hmm. So that's a, just a direct correlation.
0: Yeah, it is. It uh, I can always think about like yeah, exam time, driving test, <laughs> anything like that where
1: yeah.
0: it's quite stressful. Your skin just it's something else you don't need in those stressful times as well. It's like just another thing that you don't have, want to think about. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next thing that you should avoid, and I can't say it, say the word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've got to try though.
0: I'm gonna spell it: P-H-T-A-L-A-T-E-S. You said it before. You said it really well. Per.
1: Well, I haven't. I haven't got it wrote down in front of me.
0: Perlatis. Per. It sounds like i'm pronouncing it like pilates it's not it's for anyway these things <laughs> p h t f- a l a t e s if anyone knows how to pronounce it for ph- but
1: that doesn't sound right at all <laughs> no, <that>
0: doesn't. <laughs> anyway these things are found in fragrances hairsprays i've seen them on um ingredients lists before yeah um, so they're in hairsprays, fragrances, nail polish and makeup and they are hormone disruptors so we want to get rid of those out of our lives they can contribute to cancer certain cancers they have they make the reproductive system quite toxic and it can cause sperm damage and can cause obesity as well or be a contributor towards obesity and these things are in everyday products as well so like that you don't even think about. So all of these things that you might not think, oh, guys, put hairspray on every day or something, it's actually contributing to the overall toxic load on your body. So if you're stressed, you're not getting enough water, you've got nice hair. <laughs> it's
1: you know, Your yeah. hair might look nice, though, but it's artificial, isn't it? It's, just, it's either spray or it's colouring or it's something. But if it was natural, you wouldn't have to go and buy these products month after month, week after week. If it was natural, it would just stay like that all the time we've had to keep topping it up all the time it's a sign that you're covering up something which you shouldn't have to really if it was natural it would just be long lasting wouldn't it
0: mm. like nowadays everyone's getting fillers botox false bits yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but even things like people like if you're if you're suffering from body odor and you're spraying deodorant under your arms like three, four, five times a day well you're just covering up a symptom figure out why you've got the body odor in the first place and you wouldn't need to cover up that set that smell but it's just mm. it's. It's pit run over the cracks. There's always a deeper lying issue. And if you can, it's harder to get there and solve the problem. But once you get there, then you're going to be a lot better off.
0: It's like all these things, that like all these fillers and stuff as well at the minute. They haven't been around that long. So people don't know what damage they're going to be doing in the long term. And it's, it just freaks me out a bit. I wouldn't want people coming coming at me with a needle in my mouth.
1: Yeah, I suppose I, I don't really know about this. As a man, we don't, it's very much a female thing, isn't it? yeah I think uh, men true. don't really do these type of things times might be changing a little bit but it's still very much a female thing getting botox and fillers and i don't know what filler is you're saying that word <laughs> i don't even know what that <laughs> means <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the next time i see you won't well, have lips out here and like
1: oh is that what it is
0: a shiny forehead where you've had botox put uh, in it just uh it just freaks me out a little bit that i don't these people are putting all this stuff onto their bodies and into, inject it into your bodies. I mean, Botox is botulism. It's not something that's entirely, well, it's natural, isn't it? <laughs> but it's not something yeah. that you want in your body particularly to be injected in. And like, is it not seeping out into, into your system yeah. somewhere because it wears off. So it must be going somewhere and it doesn't seem right to me.
1: Breast implants. I think when they originally, mm. when they first started becoming mainstream, some of the chemicals they were using in the breast implants was then poisoning people, wasn't it? Because it was yeah. in your body for years. It was then starting to cause very, very toxic effects. I don't know whether there's, a, there's different chemicals they use now, but it's still not going to be good for you to have that amount of an artificial plastic or silicon. Silicon, it's, yeah. it's going to have poisoning effects on your body. Your body has to cope with that load.
0: Exactly, and there's been quite a few women who've had them removed, and they're all like rotten inside and oh, stuff. They're oh. like rancid things rancid sacks
1: (laughs) don't want rancid sacks
0: who would want rancid sacks so anyway
1: so these are all put you off that yeah (laughs) these are all very kind of direct um like you're either putting something in your body very obviously like a, a needle or an implant but other things are a little bit more subtle so you might think you're just spraying your skin with a deodorant but these things are going into your skin they're blocking your pores we were talking about the a film. Is a Dark Water? Where it's oh
0: yeah, Dark Water. Yeah,
1: about the Teflon in in like nonstick products, like in frying pans and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's so toxic. If you're heating that up in a frying pan every day, and then it's going on your food, and it's going in your system. Try and be aware of if everything's if you use everything that's man-made it probably hasn't been around that long in your, in your DNA and your body hasn't developed a way to cope with it so it's probably going to have harmful effects just be a little bit more diligent in your research and if you can choose natural all the time
0: yeah that um we were just we've spoken about it in our holistic health hacks podcast as well so go and listen to that one where we we're talking about you know all this stuff that we put onto our bodies and the chemicals that we take the drugs that we take in they all have to end up somewhere so you're having a shower at the end of the day or you're you're weeing it out and it's going into the water stream into the into the water and then that ends up in the river and we're talking about the river thames being full of chemicals and drugs and stuff then it ends up somewhere this is not just like it's not just a single thing that you're doing it's contributing to a wider you know, like sprays and stuff that was contributing to the ozone layer at one point. I think we've took all those carbon things out of it now. But yeah, it's it's not just a single thing. It's it's about the, the world and the planet that we live on as well.
1: Yeah, we've spoke about a lot of the things which are bad for you now. Should we try and? And we've said the main issue is we should you, should you should try and address, which is like reduce stress, increase hydration, mm-hmm. organic food.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: try and get those things corrected first. But then if you do need or you want to use some skin products, what's the natural skin products you would recommend?
0: Oh, gosh, now that I make my own.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a a good place to to start.
0: Yeah, so coconut oil is really good, organic coconut oil. You can use that as a makeup remover. You can just buy it. It's really cheap. Um, One of the things I've discovered recently is the hydroloric acid which i saw it being advertised by l'oreal the other day i think and obviously it's in part of their skincare products which are probably quite actually l'oreal is probably not that expensive but i see it in lots of expensive things but you can buy just the hydrolauric acid and a really good make which i can't remember the name of but i just got off amazon but Really nice, and that um, you can put that on your skin. It's a natural product, it's from a plant, and it makes your um, moisturizer absorb five times more into your skin. So, it's really good if you've got dry skin, and it's good for anti wrinkles and um, essential oils. That you can so I just use mix my own things up. Frankincense is renowned throughout history and time. The Egyptians used frankincense as an anti wrinkle and aging, anti aging thing. Um, so yeah um as natural as you can go like i think you mentioned dr bronner products they're really good natural soaps and stuff like that um thieves oil which i've been making loads of if you come to my studio my studio smells beautifully of thieves oil that's a natural antimicrobial antiviral anti everything and respiratory really good for your respiration system um so that's a really good one to use um natural skincare dr hauschka i really like that's all organic products all the ingredients because people can say it's an organic product but the ingredients that are contained within aren't always organic so dr hauschka is really good
1: yeah that's an important point we should say get natural products but just be careful because like we've already said if it says natural doesn't mean it's particularly good for you But try and get organic because if you just get a a so-called natural product, but all the ingredients which you've used, they might come from kind of plants and herbs and extracts, but if they're commercially farmed, they might be covered in GMOs and pesticides Mm. and herbicides and chemicals. So there's still a lot of residue when you've actually put them on your skin. So if you can try and get organic so they grow naturally, it's going to be 10 times better for you.
0: Yeah. And just try and strip everything back. Um, some days I don't use anything because my skin's just fine. Like you say, it's more about internal. So the oils that you fats, don't reduce fats. That's why we haven't really talked about fats, but fats are really good for your skin. Like good fats, like avocados, fish, um, fish oils, really good uh, bone broth, which is full of collagen, that's another really good thing to take if you're struggling with like skin elasticity. Like take these things inside as well as what you put on your skin, like hit it from all angles, I think, as well.
1: And a point I want to make is because I don't really use anything, these commercial deodorants and sprays and shower gels, I try, like I say, I try and use natural stuff. And it might seem expensive when you buy these things at the time, but I find they last a lot longer as well. So the Dr. Bronner stuff, the shower gel and shampoo is really good. Mm. I swear by that stuff now. Thieves oil and Thieves soap as well is really good. Again, a little bit more expensive, but it lasts longer, i find, anyway. Mm. For kind of deodorant, I use salt of the earth. So it's like we just kind of rock salt and water. Some of them it's un- unfragranced as well. Mm. And like I say, sometimes I don't even use it, it's, but it does become a habit when you start using it. But again, it's all organic, natural, hardly any ingredients. Uh, what else? I was going to talk a little bit about toothpaste as well. I know it's not your skin, but it goes on your gums and everything like that. So that is skin. Mm. So try and use, there's a lot of chemicals in commercial toothpaste. So try and use a clear-based one. So I use one called Redmond. It's called Earth Paste. It doesn't form up. So that's an interesting fact. So when you use regular toothpaste, it turns into a form. But that's just an ingredient they add to make it seem like it's having a beneficial effect. It actually doesn't do anything, does it?
0: No, it's a marketing policy. It's That's just when a market.
1: F- yeah, when it's when a marketing First started. Flow, yeah. That was
0: one of the first marketing things was to add that feeling of that sensation of doing something because nobody's brushing their teeth, so they they put that ingredient in to make it look like it was, ah, and then that was the whole marketing thing, was that forming, yes, look look at me with my white teeth.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't actually do anything, does it? So No. <laughs> yeah, so if you can use kind of a clear based natural toothpaste and then that's that's really all i use and then the other thing yeah coconut oil if i have a little bit of dry skin maybe that just has again organic organic virgin coconut oil it just has so many different uses and beneficial effects and it's it's so available Mm. yeah that's i mean that's all i would ever use so what's that like five things and that's including toothpaste yeah I've
0: well exactly i've started buying my own Um, organic raw shea butter and you buy it it's like bars of soap and then you just melt it down a little bit like chop a bit off and melt it down and make and add some oil or whatever you want to add to it and then that's your own body cream so it's it's really nice and it's like it's really really um, moisturizing so if you've got dry skin it's one of the really good ones because sometimes coconut is a bit oily when you put it on and it just mm. takes a little while to absorb Whereas but shea butter goes straight into your skin so it's quite nice to do and uh, if you put your hydrolonic acid on beforehand and then put your shea butter on top it just goes straight into your skin and it lasts all day it's really good
1: there we go jill the alchemist
0: why are you talking about clay because you know i wash my hair sometimes in bentonite clay you can just buy bags of bentonite clay. It's like a volcanic clay. Really good to make your own face masks from it. You just mix a little bit with water, put your put it on your skin. You can make your own face mask. You can put it on your hair. Basic clay, really good for you.
1: The only last point I really want to make is that when you start using natural products and you start eliminating some of the more commercial ones, I've been doing it for years now, and you pretty quickly realise that when you do start to smell some of the, for instance, hairspray or just regular antiperspirant deodorant i cannot stand the smell it's so strong <laughs> it's horrible, just isn't it? doesn't even seem appealing i think why, why did i used to just cover myself in that it seems toxic like i used to put under uh antiperspirant on and it would burn the skin under your arm and, th- and think and i think back i think how many i did that for years that is such a bad sign why did it ever do that <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't burn your skin and claim it to be beneficial any other area of your body would you
0: yeah when you're young and daft though you
1: I didn't know it. any better I was, I was <laughs> just, yeah I just didn't know but now now I know better and you smell some of these yeah commercial things I just I can't stand the smell it just seems
0: I know so I unnatural. The smell of like really strong perfumes and aftershaves oh, it, it just makes me feel yeah. sick now the other day Steve, well a couple of months ago Stephen had this hideous air freshener in his car Honestly, it gave me a bad head just sitting there. It was like, I was like, you're going to have to take that out. He was like, What's the matter with you? I was like, it's just hideous. So I've bought now, well, this isn't my latest gadget is these air diffusers for the car that you can put your own essential oils on.
1: Oh, that's a good idea, yeah.
0: I'll make you one.
1: Well, your first step <laughs> was actually buying a, a convertible.
0: <laughs> so, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> a bit of a drastic step. Yeah, I just step, take but... <laughs> I just hit
0: the roof off mine if it stinks and then drive around for a while. <laughs> That's another one of my deep joy things driving around with the roof down. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're right, though. When I, I'm at work in the gym, sometimes you've got lots of people coming in, and I can smell straight away when someone has too much aftershave or perfume on. And it's just like, why have you got if you just blasted yourself? <laughs> you put yourself I, in it's it so it's it has the opposite effect on me. It's not attractive, it's, <laughs> it's the opposite. It's just I can't understand it
0: yeah so now anyone who's listening to this podcast who comes to your gym are going to be like oh my god is that me
1: yeah <laughs> yeah not mentioning any names but <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. yeah but we all, we all, all probably do that when it, someone wears too much and because smell is such a people have different preferences like if you're trying to impress people by covering yourself in after you have a perfume again you could be having the negative effect because someone might not, not like that smell
0: i me thinking why are they covering why themselves yeah <laughs>
1: and the body What's has natural natural pheromones and things anyway which was proven to attract people hasn't it so you just cover all that up if you want to be a true animal just go out wild without any
0: <laughs> without just go roll in, be like a dog and go <laughs> roll in some something hideous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure that's what it's there for <laughs> so yeah i think we've covered the whole skin thing i just had another two little things to avoid which we kind of mentioned parabens which are in um shampoos deodorants and sunscreens which we've kind of talked about they can min- mimic estrogen and um aluminum which is in deodorants and things and nobody really knows what it does to your body um but it has been found in alzheimer patients brains and um in parkinson's disease and neurological disease so it's not proven that it causes it but it is there so you want to risk run the risk correlation so those are the two things to avoid
1: yeah so in summary really we'll try and say get to the root cause if you have a skin issue that's probably going to improve so if you can reduce stress find out the true issue clean your diet up get plenty hydration and then if you're going to use skin products go natural and go organic as well and don't put too much aftershave on
0: yeah you know what we've been around this planet for like what thousands of years it's only in the last 20 like 50 years that all this skin stuff has started to appeal to people so you know I'm, our skin is a self-regulating organism
1: yeah and don't and don't believe what you see on adverts either do you want do a little bit of research yourself then if you still want to go and put those products on your skin then at least you're informed you're not just blindly following what someone's marketing to you and then read the ingredients on the back and if you and if then if you think i want to put this on my skin then at least it's your choice you Mm. can say oh well i didn't know it takes that excuse out so do your own research
0: exactly and if you have any skin issues and you want to know anything more about my lifelong skin issues and what i use now then let us know and i'll i might make you a concoction you never know I made but, Dan one the other day.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, but be warned because we've <laughs> come at a very high level of um, potency. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you only need a little, little time. Dan's learned that with me that, you know, I'm, a, I'm an all-in kind of girl. <laughs> we're going to do something. We're going to do well.
1: <laughs> yeah. But cool, yeah. So where can people find you, Joe?
0: Well, I have reopened my studio this week. Yay! So it's been so good to see, pe- like, real people in real life it's just been lush so and I'm still doing it online as well which is also a lush that I can do both because in this climate in and out of um isolation and whatnot you've got to cover all bases so if you want to join any of my classes you can online or you can come to my studio but my studio's classes have been pretty full this week so it's, it's good but it was great we got back to on the bar as well taught me bar class which absolutely kills. so I'm aching as well my thighs my arms are waiting today but it's good it's, it's that nice achy feeling so yeah um organicpilates.co.uk. if you want to book a class you can find it on there as well and you, what about you dan
1: the best place to find me is on facebook with daniel purvis health and fitness and the best place you can find the podcast is probably spotify or itunes but we're also branching out into alexa pod being
0: i think soon as well but are we allowed to say that yet
1: well by the time this is released we'll have a multi-million dollar contract from audible and (laughs) it'll be in the press so yeah so so if you've got any feedback about this episode any other episodes as well let us know don't forget to pass the pod Mm. see you soon in another episode
0: Bye.